my friend. Thanks so much for coming out. I tell you what, I'm going to let you find a nice calm station to play while we hang out here by the fire. I'm going to run back inside and get the carafe of coffee. I'll be right back. Hey, you're listening to Guat.Rocks, God, the world, and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is Season 17, Episode 362, Title: Don't Be Afraid. Subtitle, Trustworthy Words for Troubled Times. Matthew 10 records Jesus' preparation to extend the reach of his public ministry by sending out his disciples in teams of two. He equips them with instructions, warnings, and assurances as they embark on their ministry. The chapter highlights themes of trust in God, perseverance in the face of opposition, and the cost of discipleship. Starting in chapter 10, verse 16, Jesus says, Look, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as serpents and as innocent as doves. Beware of them, because they will hand you over to the local courts and flog you in their synagogues. You will even be brought before governors and kings because of me, to bear witness to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, don't worry about how or what you are to speak, for you will be given what to say at that hour, because it isn't you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father is speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to another. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. As a disciple is not above his teacher, or a slave above his master, It is enough for a disciple to become like his teacher and a slave like his master. If they called the head of the house Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household? Therefore, don't be afraid of them, since there is nothing covered that won't be uncovered and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in a whisper, proclaim on the housetops. Don't fear those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent? But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I have a few questions directed to those of us who are Christians. Does the thought of real persecution cause us to become afraid? Does the real sense of being ostracized when Jesus' haters find we are Christians cause us to become anxious? Do we doubt as to whether God will fulfill his promises? Shall the warehouses full of heavenly provisions fail us? Do we think that our Heavenly Father, though he knows that we need food and clothing, will in the end forget us? When not a sparrow falls to the ground without our Father's knowledge and the hairs of our heads are all numbered, will we still mistrust him? doubt him and be afraid. It's a hard road to travel to mistrust God in times of challenge and trouble. God may allow our affliction to continue upon us until we choose to trust our God, and then the affliction shall end. There are many people who are provoked, exasperated, and greatly frustrated till at last they have been driven in sheer desperation to exercise faith in God, and the moment of their faith has been the instant of their deliverance. Then through the hard way, they witness firsthand that God keeps his promises. 
Friend, we need to stop at this moment and renew our commitment to doubt God no longer. Let's not give ground to our enemy Satan and bring trouble on ourselves by indulging any more in those hard thoughts about God. We all need to hear what I'm about to say and take this statement to heart. Do not think it is a light matter to doubt God Almighty. My friend, it is a sin, and not a little sin either, but it is a criminal attitude in the highest degree. The angels never doubted him, nor the devils either. We alone, think about this, we alone, out of all the beings that God has made, dishonor him by unbelief and tarnish his honor by mistrust. Like we used to say when we were kids, someone needs to put the shame shame on us for this. Our God does not deserve to be dishonorably suspected. In our past days of living, our lives have proved him to be true and faithful to his word. And with so many instances of his love and of his kindness as we've received and are daily receiving at his hands, it is corrupt and inexcusable that we tolerate a doubt to linger and rest for a moment within our heart. May we from now on wage constant war against doubts of our God, which, my friend, doubts about God and doubts of our God are enemies to our peace and to his honor. And with a steadfast faith, believe that what he has promised he will also perform. His words, don't be afraid, are not a suggestion. It's not an option. In the original language of the New Testament, it is clearly a commandment. He's not being harsh. He's being loving because he wants us to walk through this treacherous terrain called the road of life successfully. He promises us that everything secret will be made known. Everything. Our job, if we know Jesus, is not to be afraid. Keep opening our mouths and being public witnesses for him knowing that we are under his watchful eye and eternal care. Good news, hell is not for us. May we be like the man with the demon-possessed son. When Christ challenged his lack of faith to heal his son, with the affirmation in Mark 9.23 that everything is possible for the one who believes. In verse 9.24 it says, Immediately the father of the boy cried out, I do believe. Help my unbelief. God, we believe. Help our unbelief. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.